0: welcome to the sober town podcast i'm your guest host elaine schuyler neal and today we're meeting up again with ted perkins ted is a former universal pictures and warner brothers studio executive hollywood producer screenwriter author and public speaker among many other cool things we spoke to ted at the end of 2022 for the launch of his new book addicted in film movies we love about the habits we hate We'll link to that original interview with Ted in the show notes here for this episode. Ted has just launched a whole new companion project, Recovery Movie Meetups, that I can't wait to dig into. Ted, welcome back to Sobertown.
1: Oh, Elaine, thank you so much for having me. I I feel like I've come home. (laughs) I love love your podcast. I love your community. Um, So I'm just so pleased to be here. Thank you so much for having me again.
0: Of course, it looks like you've been like super busy since we last spoke. And I'm really excited to hear more about this because, wow, this could be like a really powerful new tool for recovery centers and recovery groups of all sorts. So tell us more about what Recovery Movie Meetups is and where this all kind of came from.
1: Well, you know, after I published the book late last year, Uh, addicted in film, um, I started to realize that there were some people who were emailing me and saying, you know, I love this book. I'd love to talk about these movies, you know, during our mutual support meetings. And can I get copies? And, you know, and I was like, absolutely. So I started sending out signed copies and just saying, yeah, absolutely. Like nothing would make me happier than to think that the book is actually helping people in their recovery, because that's really kind of like why I wrote the book to begin with. Um, and then I thought, you know, it really makes a lot of sense for me to put the the movies and the book into sort of like a workbook format that's more didactic, a little bit more user-friendly. So instead of making read a, people read a whole chapter of the book, I thought it'd be great to do like a workbook where they can read a synopsis about the film, sort of like an analysis of why the movie is important from the point of view of, you know, addiction and recovery, information and inspiration. And uh, maybe some movie trivia and then like a list of things that they want to that I thought people should look out for when they're watching the movie, because, you know, you want to contextualize why somebody is watching a particular film, because otherwise, like, why are you ha- having me watch a movie about people drinking a lot and, you know, and then going into rehab? It's like, well, the reason that this movie is important to watch is it's a, an inspirational look at, you know, how people can triumph um, over their addictions and find success in recovery. Um, And with that sort of contextualization, people kind of return to films that they may have seen when they were using or way before, you know, many years ago and see them kind of afresh, you know, with a brand new positive and uh, and sort of, you know, positive uh, perspective. And so and then what I want to do is also, uh, you know, is to sort of guide discussions after people watch the movies Is like a list of questionnaires that are kind of inspired by motivational interviewing, sort of open-ended questions that say, you know, what do you think about this? And do you identify with this character and have you ever done the same thing? And did you have the same outcome? And do you think that you're different from this character? And if so, why, or are you similar to this character? And do you now realize that, you know, perhaps if you continue your use behavior, you might end up in the same way. And does this motivate you to perhaps change? And so I wanted to use the, the questionnaires as ways for people to identify with the themes and the characters of these films and then have a way to sort of journal afterwards and do homework. And, and so there's 20 movies in the workbook with questionnaires. And uh, so I rolled that out and uh, I sent them to a couple of recovery community organizations and a couple of uh, treatment facilities. And they started what are called these recovery movie meetups. So we started this program called Recovery Movie Meetups Program. And it's off and running and uh, the, the meetings are very successful. They're very well attended and people really love them. And they just, uh, it, because I think, you know, uh, movies are very visual, they're very emotional and that's why movies are powerful. And, and a lot of mutual support meetings um, are very kind of two-dimensional. They're talk-based, discussion-based, maybe a workbook. It's very much two-dimensional. And I asked myself, if somebody went to a mutual support meeting and wore a blindfold, Or was blind, would they get the same sort of effect out of the meeting? And the question was like, well, yeah, because they don't really have to be looking at anything. They're there to listen. But I thought, you know, emotions are really guided by what people see a lot of times uh, or most of the time. And that's why, you know, video and film is such an important element to our society. It's a very visual society, um, a very visual culture, always has been. Um, especially in terms of like how you emulate other people or how you see yourself reflected in the experiences of other people on film or in videos, and I thought, well, that's kind of powerful. So I wanted to bring in that visual aspect to meetings to allow people a way to open up. And and we found, uh, and we've done surveys uh, that people have filled out, and they really think that having a reference point of movies and characters has really helped them sort of identify more and really be more comfortable. Talking in groups. And so you have richer shares, uh, more introspective, you know, higher levels of self-examination and reevaluation. And then ultimately the big hope is that people have a motivation to, you know, potentially change their behavior, which to me is like the big win of why I started to do this to begin with. And and, and it basically is the underpinning of all my work in the recovery sector.
0: Wow, that is all just so massive. And the thing too, like, well, first, I love the prompts. Um, I was looking through that example of when a man loves a woman and, you know, um, do we think that Meg Ryan um, was act- or was she was hiding those things from uh, Garcia's character? And, you know, did you and then posing that question back to the participant, um, you know, do- were you able to hide this and if so, for how long and what happened when it came out? And it- I just love that reflective aspect of it. And-, and like you said, putting yourselves in the shoes of those characters. And plus, it's fun, you know, because (laughs) let's face it, some of the recovery communities are kind of can be depressing. I mean, a lot of people end up in recovery rooms uh, not wanting to be there in the first place. And they're Ah, still trying to sort out their own place in this journey and whether even or not they want to be there. Sometimes they're mandated to be there. They don't want to be there. And it's just, I love the idea that we can um, poignantly poignantly reflect in a new way that could be transformative that isn't the same old like religious bent of AA against AA of course that sure, worked for sure. so many people but um but you know just a new way of rethinking about this through a new lens no Hollywood pun intended but um <laughs> uh, yeah good pun
1: good time. Yeah. well I, I I totally agree with you I think those are you know very adroit observations and I think you know, I never want to say, you know, existing recovery, mutual support group session formats are bad or yeah. that they're bulk or that they're, but, you know, let's face it, uh, the basic uh, 12-step format hasn't been updated in 75 years yeah. and it really is very much reliant on somebody speaking to you or uh, people doing shares, but really, you know, nothing, there's nothing to look at. Um, and I think for smart recovery and other meeting formats, they haven't been updated in twenty five years and so I thought, you know, I think maybe the market is ready for a new way of doing recovery. I, f- I wouldn't say it's more fun. I mean, maybe recovery it's not supposed to be fun right, but that's a, but that's another thing that I want to say, like why not yeah like recovery be fun exactly. why? Does it- why does it have to be seen as this like wall wall? Exactly.
0: Um, More like celebrating the the joys of sobriety and less of like the um the dead weights of you know yeah. free. Um that, exactly. that can because it's a daunting process, the whole change of it all. And um yeah, I love yeah. what you said there too. But also, too, I think this could be really great for somebody um who has been through all the different things, right? Because we all know that Usually we don't um, succeed. Perfect sobriety, uh-huh. maybe sure. even ever sure. for many of us. So you know, a lot of times we're coming back through. where we're like achieving these sobriety stints, and then we go out and uh, yep. Yep. we try again. I, I've been there. We try to moderate. I've been there. Yeah, you're right. I've, I've been and then we come all back, this. and if you come back to that same old information, it might not have the same power to you um, the first okay. time. So the fact that this is a really dynamic tool that a lot of people won't have experienced. I think it's just really cool.
1: Well, thank you, Elaine. Well, I think it's attractive rather than um, repulsive. You know, Not that meetings are repulsive, but you know, I'd say a good portion of people who go to their first 12-step or smart recovery meeting or any meeting, really, a lot of them are, first off, it's a little bit daunting, like you said, and also they can be bored or turned off and they think, wow, okay, so the rest of my life is going to be like this. And that's that's a little bit scary. And so there's a lot of, I mean, I'd say, and the statistics show that like 90% of people who need help don't really get it. And I don't know what percentage of those people don't get it because they're turned off by the formats. But my premise is that like, maybe if you make a, a format like recovery movie meetups more inviting and less strict and more open conversation and watching films and sharing the power of stories, that might be um, more effective. And really, you know, what you said, the stages, you know, people going in and out of recovery and success, you know, Carla Di Clemente, who's actually on my board of advisors for the book, and I spoke a lot about this, and he's the, the author of the stages of change model, which really sort of shows that statistically speaking, people are on a continuum of recovery and that they don't necessarily re- recover the first time around. And they're in a state of like contemplation and maybe they do something about it, but then they backtrack or maybe they relapse or maybe they really get serious or maybe they they just score a touchdown on the first time after getting out of rehab and they're changed for the rest of their lives. But statistically speaking, that doesn't happen. But, and what's really fascinating to me is that the process of change really reflects an essential truth about human behavior as how it's reflected in films. Right. Films are a beginning, middle, and end of a transformational process that a hero goes through. So Luke Skywalker really is like your B. He's really a person who's living in denial on a boring old planet, who's dealing with his addictive issues, who doesn't want to change anything, and then realizes that he has to change something. So he goes, into, goes to look for trade with Luke, trade with Obi-Wan Kenobi, which in this metaphor might be like you know, a facilitator or going to rehab or dealing with a mentor or a sobriety coach that eventually faces off against his own addictive behaviors um, and learns the power of the force, which is a person's willpower and desire to change to then kill their addiction and, you know, blow up the Death Star and succeed at recovery. So really, you know, recovery is... It. An, well, recovery, everybody's recovery is sort of an epic story and the point that I yeah. try to make in the book. So is it... Every person who succeeds or goes through recovery is the hero of their own happy ending story. Um, And if you look at it that way, it makes more sense as to why movies would have um, a great degree of applicability to that metaphorical understanding of your own process of change.
0: I love that because then it's allowing people who are struggling to see themselves as a hero instead of a failure. And that's what we... You know, there's just so, so much shame in these spaces, and to feel like, wow, I'm on this transformative change and to embrace that sense of pride and heroism. I think that's just yeah. awesome. And it's just it's, such a it's, great It way is.
1: It. it is fun. A lot of people, uh, you know, you ask certain people, like, what? Do you, do you see yourself as a hero in your own recovery story? They're like, what, what are you talking, no, not really. I'm like, I'm such a bummer, I've done so badly and, you know, I hurt so many people and it's so difficult to stay sober, et cetera, et cetera. But if you, you know, nothing is really as it is, it's what you think about it.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: every reality is, is a subjective experience in your mind. And so the point that I make in recovery movie meetups is if you see objective representations of an idealized version of yourself after, you, after that person has successfully recovered. Maybe that's clean and sober with uh, Michael Keaton, or maybe that's Sandra Bullock in 28 Days. Um, a way of seeing that, that objective experience then reaffirms your subjective understanding of your own potential, and that becomes a learning experience. It becomes an aha moment. Similarly, not every story has a happy ending. Like you can watch uh, Nicholas Cage in, in Leaving Las Vegas, who basically, not spoiler alert, you know, he basically drinks himself to death. And that was his intention. And, you know, when people see that, they can also realize the objective experience of seeing that reminds me that that is a possibility in my drinking or using trajectory as well. And that's something that I think I'd really want to avoid. And so it reaffirms a commitment to not wind up like somebody who's failed at their recovery. And also understand that failure is something that sometimes happens. There are people who simply will not um change that doesn't work for them, or they have maybe pre-existing, you know, mental health conditions that maybe lead them down where using is really just a pretext to get them to a finish line of self-abuse and and suicide. And and that's very sad. But you know, it's okay to show those things in movies and perhaps talking about the, the problem of suicide. Um in the form of a film is an easier sell than like confronting somebody like, hey, you're drinking yourself to death. Are you trying to kill yourself? That's that's really tough to ask somebody. And that's a tough question to answer. But it's something that, you know, some people might want to think about. And so doing it in the form of a film, I think, is a much more uh, illustrative and softer way of talking about some deeper and more troubling questions that have to be spoken about.
0: Well, right, because it allows them to get to that question on their own versus being posed that by some person in a room. Um, yeah, don't exactly. know. And so obviously when we come to our own conclusions on our own, it's way more effective than if we're presented. Us stubborn humans. <laughs> Us
1: stubborn humans. Yeah. And and that's why I think the Recovery Movie Meetup's workbook is so cool and so useful. People really love it. And Um, and, and the fact is that, you know, after a meeting, you can take the workbook home with you. It's, you can put your name on it. It's yours. It's part of your recovery, your recovery capital. Um, you know, we hand them out in treatment facilities. People just love it. They put their name on it. They put their contact information in case it's lost. Please send it back here in case you lose it. And it's personalized to each person. And then when they fill out the answers, that's a form of journaling that they could go back to again and again. Yeah. Um, Because normally you know, if you stay at a, at a treatment facility for maybe four weeks, you'll do four movies or maybe six movies. But then when you leave, you've got another 16 or 20 movies to go. And I'm going to follow this up with another 20 movies uh, because there are a lot of movies about addiction recovery that that should be covered. So I'll very sure, like in about six months, I'll publish the companion piece. <laughs> <laughs> Every and we'll, movie with, with, and we'll be back on
0: here talking about it.
1: And we'll be back about the second edition, 20 more movies about I addiction I can't
0: recovery. wait. Well, tell tell us how people can get involved in these groups. And for starters, tell us how these Oh,
1: sure. oh it's very simple. I've made it very uh, user friendly. There, are, there are two different ways to get involved. Like, if you're a, if you work for a treatment facility or um, a sober home or a recovery community organization, um, all you have to do is go to recoverymoviemeetups.com. And there's a link where you just register your meeting and basically it gets you discounts on the workbook and you can order them at at wholesale prices in bulk, you know, boxes of 20 or 50, depending on how many that you need. And then also gives you perks like I'm going to give out free popcorn and free movie tickets and discounts and, and also uh, be in our newsletter and get, you know, cool stuff and video to sort of build a community around that. And then also there's an invitation for individuals who might want to start their own uh, recovery movie meetups. The great thing about recovery movie meetups is that unlike smart recovery, you don't need to buy training or be certified in this training. We I do offer training every two weeks for anybody who wants to come and hear best practices. Hmm. And also when you register your meeting, you click and agree to best practices, which is basically like a liability waiver saying that you understand that you're in charge of doing this and you're doing it with good intentions hmm. and that you're responsible for your group. Just like, you know, a shepherd is in, in, in charge of their flock. Um, and then in, in doing that, then um, you can start your own meeting. All you need is a television set, uh, you know, a living room um, and a movie to watch together. Or you can do what we've done, which is basically um, have people watch the movie on their own time and then convene a Zoom meeting, a little bit like a book club, really, um, and then get together and talk about the movie in the context of recovery. And, um, and, and those online face-to-face recovery movie meetups have started. Um, I, I give one every every month and and they're just really fun. People love to come in and talk about movies. Um, and so uh, in a physical space, you could have it as like people getting together in a treatment facility, watching movie, which is good because that actually solves one of the problems that a lot of treatment facilities have, which is what do I do with all of these clients over the weekend? Yeah. And so this is just a, a great way to have a movie shown have a therapeutic, you know, intervention, a discussion in the form of a movie meetup. And it's all, since it qualifies as mutual help, it's all billable to insurance. Um, and it's all verified by clinicians and, you know, the board of advisors. We have John Kelly, who's a PhD from Harvard University, one of the foremost addiction researchers in the country. Tom Horvath, Joe Gerstein, the, 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 ex, the founders of Smart Recovery are huge endorsers of this new format. This, yeah, the, the the whole idea is that like multiple pathways to recovery, and this is just another tool that people can use. Um, so it's great in person, it's great online, and anybody can do it. You know, you don't have to be certified, you don't have to have a PhD in treatment or psychology. Yeah, you just yeah. like to. You just kind of like to have. You, what what I think you do need to do is is you kind of have to like movies. It's really helpful, and you and it's helpful to want to talk about movies because well, that's okay. really. What the core of the what the core of the program is?
0: That'll be an easy sell because everybody loves movies.
1: Well, not, you'd, be surprised. you'd be surprised. A lot of people, you know, sometimes movies get a bad rap, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I talked to one counselor who's I'm gonna be honest, like a little bit on the older side. You know, it's almost like you know when I would go visit my parents uh, at their retirement facility, it would always be like some eighty year old lady who'd be like, "You work in Hollywood, ha- Hollywood hasn't paid it." A- good
0: movie in 40 years
1: so they just don't like hollywood like they just don't like movies and i kind of get it you know they they clocked out after uh, catherine hepburn died and they haven't watched movies since and so they don't really see movies and they see the movies that come out which are all like you know people in capes and special effects and it's a little bit overwhelming um and so there are people who say like well i don't you know using films and in, in recovery that's 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 really i don't see why that would be valuable films aren't that valuable but then when you actually ask them to sit down and watch one of these movies from the perspective of what they're trying to teach in their own recovered protocols, they realize how valuable a lot of these movies are and how they really deserve a second look because Hollywood has made, let's face it, they've made some really groundbreaking movies on the topic, on the difficult topic of addiction and recovery. And, and in, in a sense, you know, we have a lot of people to thank for taking those risks because it wasn't easy, you know. When Ray Milan started in Lost Weekend back in nineteen forty five, all of his agents and his managers said, You're crazy to do this movie. You're gonna get you're never you're gonna get blacklisted. You'll never make another movie again. Who wants to see a movie about a some person with an alcohol use disorder who's drunk through the whole movie? This is crazy. But he went on to win the Academy Award for Best Actor and, and the film won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1945, and it changed the whole landscape and the whole public understanding of what was then called finally suddenly called alcoholism, something that nobody really thought about, or it was a problem that had been swept under the rug and finally was used in film as a way to open up understanding of a public health problem that affected many lives, but nobody knew what to do about. So, you know, making that movie was in the sense a public service uh, a benefit with untold incalculable value in the form of the movie. So if you, if you look at it that way, you realize that any movie about addiction recovery that sort of moves the needle and continues the conversation is a great movie. Like a lot of the movies are horrible. Like Reefer Madness is a horrible movie. Everybody knows that. But what it said about, you know, over-criminalization of marijuana is actually very important to talk about in the context of um, harm reduction and how you see it now with the horrible outcome of the war on drugs, which I think if you read the book, that's covered in in the, the chapter about cautionary tales. And and other movies that come out are just they mirror experience. I just saw the movie The Way Back with Ben Affleck, and I actually spoke to to Ben Affleck. He's he's one of the dads in my in a in a swim team, um, and and so I talked to him at one of the swim meets and for a while and we hung out and like we were chatting like like just two recovering alcoholics whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking about his film. And he says, "Yeah, that movie meant a lot to me because it really sort of mirrored where I was." At the time, and I was like, "Yeah, I love the movie too because it really was a direct uh, portrayal of where I found myself at that particular time in my own drinking behavior and how I found a way out of it." So, really, Ben, thank you for making that movie because it, it's helping people. He's like, "Well, that's nice to think about. That's I'm glad that it's helping people." A lot of times, my example was very negative, and he was on TMZ and he's going to rehab, and you see him stigmatized, but. When you see what he's trying to do from the point of view of the movie that he made about alcohol misuse and how positive the end message was, you realize that people like Ben Affleck or movie stars and movies can have very positive effects on the public conversation of addiction and successful recovery.
0: And he commented publicly and positively on your first book on this issue, which I think is huge to have yeah, he, him and very... others. <laughs> yeah. that, that's, that's tremendous. Um yeah, yeah. I
1: was very. I was hoping I'd. Say, you know, please give it to J Lo as well. And not that she hasn't, but I'd. I'd be. I'd be. I'd just be tickled pink if I thought that J Lo was reading my book about addiction.
0: That's, well, but the problem
1: is that she's not. She's not in any of the movies that are in the book. So that's probably not a thing. There's the always
0: time, you know.
1: There's always. <laughs> yeah, she might. She might do a movie about addiction or you know, recovering drug addict at some point. Which you know. For for actress like J Lo who is looking for you know an Oscar winning potential starring role, a lot of actresses have realized that 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 is a a way to get there. Like look at what happened to Andrea Riceboro, who did To Leslie, the recent movie that she was nominated for an Oscar for that for that. It was a little bit of controversy around it, but right. she did an incredible film in that movie To Leslie, and it's a very important film about alcohol misuse. Um And that really uh, garnered her a, an Oscar nomination, which goes to show you that, you know, showing the truth of addiction in all of its, you know, brutal reality is uh, is something that's attractive to actors and actresses who want to stretch and show their rage because nothing shows extreme behavior and emotional meltdowns more than addiction does. Right. But-
0: well, in these films and this this program in particular feel more relevant than ever because even though I don't have like any statistics on the ready, you know, there's just more and more statistics and granular data about just how um, significant of a population people are um, that are uh, involved in substance use disorder or some that fit that uh, definition. And, um, you know, that seems like there's more awareness, more recovery, Books and podcasts, and even just more an acceptance of healthier lifestyles. I mean, even just as a anecdotal um, example, when uh, we have bars, quote unquote, in Denver that are dedicated just to alcohol-free, um, yeah, consumption, which is awesome. And I imagine you have them out there. Them. It's, them no,
1: it's that whole the sober curious movement is is an absolutely tremendous tremendous uh, new and positive development. Right. Um, and, it's, and it's being reflected in, in popular culture and entertainment, just to use movies and TV. Like, for instance, in a, the movie just came out called Good People, which is about a recovering person, alcoholic, with Morgan Friedman. We had uh, Two Leslie that just came out. We have the show Single Drunk Female on Hulu. We have the, the movie The Floridian, uh, about a lawyer who has a gambling use disorder, a gambling disorder. You know, it's really everywhere. You have a lot of movies and TV shows that actually have addiction and recovery as one of the one of the one of the special aspects of the if not the premise itself is based around addiction and recovery, um which is um, which is really you know kind of cool and 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 it reflects reality and it will do so more so in that, that tangentially or perhaps even directly is very helpful to people and it dovetails. Sp- Perfectly, good timing on my part, into what Recovery Movie Meetups is trying to say is that, you know, if watching single drunk female on Hulu inspires you to look at your drinking behavior as a single young lady working in corporate America and makes you think, "You know what? Maybe I should get this under control. Maybe I want to make a change and be inspired by the example of this girl on this Hulu series, well, that's a win. And you know, and and this and my workbook is a way to sort of like formalize and structure that um, that experience of interacting with with uh, representations on film and TV shows in a more formalized way, in a more clinical, structured way, so that people can see those those associations more clearly, more beneficially, with a much more positive therapeutic outcome, as opposed to just like watching movies and thinking, "All right, what am I supposed to get here?" I'm helping you get there with the with workbook.
0: Well, and one thing that you just touched on that I think is really important too, is that this would really be a great tool for someone not in a recovery setting as well. Like, so for instance, even though I'm involved in I Am Sober and this Sobertown podcast, in terms of like going to a ton of meetings, I don't do a ton of those things. And I mean, my uh, husband is in the sober journey with me. I could totally see that being a tool that we would just use to um, support our continued recovery. And I think that that would be, you know, especially for someone who doesn't necessarily see themselves as ready to get involved in those, those communities, but that they want to address or reflect um, on those changes, that would be one really cool entry point to do that.
1: I think so. And also, you know, the work does have a couple of chapters about some of the great movies about couples um, with, with alcohol use and substance use disorders. You know, the, the great movie, um, <laughs> Days of Wine and Roses and the one that we started with that you quoted with um, uh, when a man loves a woman. Those are all like, you know, they bear watching again with your, with your spouse or partner because they really do reinforce a lot of things that a lot of people need to learn or can learn from movies that are reflective of what they've been through or what they might have to go through in the future. Because uh, there are a lot of couples that one person continues to drink or use and the other doesn't, and yet they're in love and they stay together and they try to make it work. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. There's there's somebody in one of my, I, I give a smart recovery meeting every week. and And one of the people who comes to the meeting is a gentleman who has found a way to drink moderately because it's really the big part of his social, you know, his understanding of how he socializes with his friends and colleagues. He keeps it under control. He goes to smart recovery meetings. He, he really, like, he's very strict with himself. And he's been able to do that and quote-unquote drink normally like a normal person does. Mm. Uh, always understanding that he has the capacity to go to the dark side if he doesn't pay attention, which is yes. really what addiction is. It's just it takes you to the dark side because you're not paying attention or because you want to go there anyway mm. or because you're weak or whatever. But um, his wife is um, totally decided to stop. Old Turkey Twelve Step, it is very much, you know, in the program, and yet they've been able to make it work. Um, and and there's a lot to that. That you know, um, addiction doesn't necessarily have to be like an, an end right. to a relationship. It could be a way for people to work together. Now, normally, statistics show that you know, when both people use, it's probably not a great idea. <laughs> when one person uses and the other doesn't, it's difficult but doable. And when both people, like in your case, when both people are on In recovery successfully, you reinforce yourself. So that's that's a a wonderful outcome. If that works for you,
0: so tell us too about these. uh, So first of all, it's a nonprofit, right? That Mm -hmm. this is part of. I thought that was really cool that this is actually part of a nonprofit.
1: Yeah, Recovery Movie Meetups is published by Recovery TV, which is a California five hundred one c three nonprofit, and all the proceeds go towards. Creating content, videos, books, anything, uh, podcasts, videos, rich media content, websites, anything that's at the service of the addiction recovery community, or indeed for nonprofits who are socially conscious. Right. And so, um, you know, i i have a I have a very nice living that I make in uh, as a television writer, and this is sort of like my side hustle that's become something that I feel is important to give back to the recovery community because I'm in recovery. I've you know, thank, thank gosh I've, I've succeeded, but every day is another day. And so I, I stay in my recovery zone and my, my, my ideal life by being involved in, in, the, in the journeys of others and helping as much as I can. Um, and, you know, I really do believe that I, you know, much more philosophical level, but I, I realized, that, you know, when I finally got sober and I really thought about what was important to me, I realized that the most happiness I've gotten is when I help other people. I know it sounds trite, or it sounds like a greeting card, but but it's. I thought about it very carefully. I really like helping people, um, and uh, and it makes me feel good. And so, you know, doing this and running this nonprofit, I know is helping people because people have told me, and the workbook helps, and the meetings help, and the book helps. So, I'm in my zone. I'm living my best recovery life
0: right now. That's awesome. And tell us quickly about this um, new or this event. This sort of like online. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's so cool. Tell us about this online film premiere, and can people go? And how does this go? How does oh, this work?
1: Yes, every everybody's invited. In Our red
0: carpet there. is there a virtual red carpet. Do there's there's to a, wear a, a ball there's down? a. Vir- <laughs>
1: you could wear a gown if you like. I mean, um, no, it's it's a virtual. It's a nationwide uh, live stream simulcast on Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live, and YouTube Live, and it's um, May 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and um, basically you don't have to sign up. It's completely free, and I'm inviting everybody from the recovery community who wants to go to show up and and watch this incredible film called Clean Slate. Clean Slate is just this remarkable award-winning documentary about two guys who are in a drug and alcohol um, treatment facility in Georgia and who decide that part of their recovery, they're going to make a movie about recovery about uh the issues with their family and so they create a narrative film they cast the actors they get the crew together they raise the funds they go on location it starts raining that you know their whole they, they so if not you know they're not stressed enough with their recovery they stress themselves out even more by making a movie about recovery but the end result is so triumphant and so revealing i thought this is a the kind of movie that i think everybody's gonna just fall in love with and so um i'm i bought the rights and i we're doing a public performance, uh, free of charge, courtesy of, of recovery movie meetups. And I'm inviting everybody. You're invited and please share the link with Sobertown and, and, and also just go to the website, recoverymoviemeetups.com and under the events tab, uh, just click on it and you can see the trailer. You can add it to your calendar. You can share it with friends. I mean, it's, uh, it's all there. And, and I want everybody who's in recovery who wants a you know, make some popcorn and watch this great movie all together with everybody else. There's going to be a chat feature. It's going to be the movie's going to be introduced by Tom Horvath the the founder of Smart Recovery, a great colleague and friend of mine. And also we're going to be doing A with the um with the directors of the movie right afterwards. So that's oh, going that's to
0: be cool. Since
1: that's it's cool. live Yeah, since it's live stream, we're going to have several different treatment facilities who are getting like groups of 10, 20 people together that are going to come in. And sort of be on the live stream with us and we can sort of like do cutaways to different treatment facilities and sort of like really see that there's like a whole bunch of people watching this all together and trying to heal at the same time through the power of film.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. And I love the page for it, too. It just actually looks like a film premiere. There's like flash bulbs going off in the background. and.
1: We try. I'm sort of like, a, I'm one of those web designers. Well, you're a web designer. You're like the real thing. I just do it part-time because I'm too cheap to pay somebody like you to do it. But but um, I do have fun with the web design. I, I do try to make it splashy.
0: That's cool. No, it looks great. And um, for everybody listening, it's recoverymoviemeetups.com. And then for the addictedinfilm.com website, you can go there to learn more about the first book, addicted in film, and you can buy it pretty much everywhere, right? Amazon yeah. through the website, Thanks. your favorite. It's book now on before. sale.
1: It's now on sale. Now on sale.
0: Great, thank you so much for being with us today, Ted. Is there is there anything else that I've forgotten to ask?
1: No, Elaine, you're, you're the best. best thank, thank you. you. I, I really, really enjoy uh, your podcast. I love your community, and I, I really appreciate the ability to uh, to talk about this. I mean, I think we're on the I'm hoping that recovery movie meetups is is something that lasts for a really really long time, and hopefully I'm hope I'm hoping that it outlives me and and uh, and everything. I think it's something really cool, and movies are not going gonna go anywhere. Um, and and I think you know if they can help people in their recovery, yay, yay to us, yay to all of us. And be, and by helping me promote this and helping talk about it, you know, you're doing. You're doing a great life you know life changing service to people in recovery as well so i I hope you continue and I celebrate all the work that you're doing to help people as well
0: well, don't say that you're it's going to outlive you Ted, because you're young <laughs>
1: so, well he's, I,
0: dancing, but he's young
1: <laughs> well I don't you know sometimes I don't feel so young, but um no, but I think it's you know having a something that Having a legacy that people can, you know, look me up on Wikipedia and say, "Oh yeah, he's he started Recovery Movie Meetups," you know, and helped a lot of people. It's kind of a cool thing to to fight for. It it makes me get out of bed because get out of bed because sometimes you get out of bed and you know you're like, oh, you know, am I going to be able to get this set up in enough treatment facilities? Is anybody going to buy into this program? You know, maybe this is a silly idea. Nobody wants to watch movies, and you beat yourself up, and then you realize, wait a minute, this this is actually helping people already. So just keep on plugging away, which is what I do.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ted.
1: Thank you, Elaine. And, 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 and hello, and, and thank you to all your listeners. I, I think you all are doing great. Keep up the great work.